Good morning. This is 5 at 8. Today's Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. And here is the day's top news. Your hosts are Linda Carlisle and Mark Overman. In this episode, we will talk about Ukraine deploying U.S.-supplied ATACMS missiles in its conflict with Russia, European equities facing an earnings recession, and high interest rates, the U.S. secretly providing Ukraine with long-range ATACMS missiles, Asian financial markets preparing for the release of Chinese GDP figures, and Russian President Vladimir Putin attending a multilateral summit in Beijing. Stay tuned for all the latest news. Story number one. According to The Guardian, Ukraine has deployed U.S.-supplied ATACMS missiles for the first time in its conflict with Russia. President Volodymyr Zelensky confirmed the use of the long-range missiles, stating that they were deployed on the battlefield and executed accurately. The White House also confirmed the delivery of the missiles, emphasizing that they would enhance Ukraine's battlefield capabilities. Reports suggest that Ukraine used the ATACMS missiles in an overnight attack on two airbases in Russian-held territory, resulting in significant losses for the Russian side. The transfer of the missiles is seen as a significant boost to Ukraine's capacity to target Russian military logistics. It's truly fascinating to see how the deployment of these ATACMS missiles by Ukraine is shifting the dynamics of the conflict. This is a clear example of how military aid from an ally can bolster a country's defensive and offensive capabilities. It's a strategic move by the U.S. and a significant boost for Ukraine. Yes, Mark, it's certainly a game-changer. But it's also a dangerous escalation. The ATACMS, with its range and destructive potential, is a serious piece of weaponry. The U.S. initially hesitated to supply these missiles due to fears of escalating the situation further, and Russia has already stated that this move crosses a red line. Well, Linda, it's important to remember that Ukraine is defending itself against an invasion. These missiles are a deterrent, and they send a strong message to Russia. We can't forget that the U.S. has a commitment to supporting its allies. That's true, Mark. But we must also consider the potential consequences. The introduction of these missiles could encourage Russia to up their ante as well, escalating the conflict even further. And let's not forget the inherent risks of any military escalation, particularly in a region as volatile as Eastern Europe. That's a fair point, Linda. But the U.S. can't stand idly by as Russia continues its aggression. There's a lot at stake here, not just for Ukraine, but for the balance of power in the region. The U.S. has made its stance clear and it's standing by its ally. Mark, I agree that the U.S. should support its allies, but this move could be seen as an active participation in the conflict, which can have serious diplomatic repercussions. And while the U.S. has a vested interest in maintaining a balance of power, it's also important to consider whether this move brings us closer to or further from a peaceful resolution. Story number two. European equities face an earnings recession and high interest rates, but investors believe that much of the negative news is already priced in and could potentially provide support. The war in the Middle East has led to a rush into safe haven assets, but signals from central bankers that they may not raise interest rates again have pushed the pan-European stocks 600 index close to three-week highs. Despite the challenging environment, some investors and analysts are finding cause for optimism with Deutsche Bank recommending an overweight position. European companies are expected to enter their first earnings recession since 2020. But European stocks are better priced for a recession compared to their U.S. counterparts, 
The market has priced in a scenario of rapid interest rate rises followed by a quick drop, rather than a scenario where rates remain at higher levels, which means stocks that benefit from higher interest rates could be trading at a discount and have upside potential. Defensive sectors like healthcare and consumer staples are favored, as the future looks challenging for European equities. The weaker euro also supports the outlook for European equities. According to Reuters, European equities are facing an earnings recession and high interest rates, but investors believe that much of the negative news is already priced in and could potentially provide support. It's fascinating to see optimism emerging amidst high interest rates and an anticipated earnings recession in the European equities market. The bad news is good news philosophy might just turn out to be a silver lining. Historically, after all, European equities have seen a rise when central banks stopped hiking rates. Unless, of course, it was followed by an economic recession. Yes, Mark. The current environment, characterized by surging bond yields and weakening economy, might actually be beneficial for the stock market. It's a paradox, but it could be that the worse the economic news, the better for equities. An interesting perspective, isn't it? But let's not forget about the U.S. market in comparison. For instance, Matthew McLennan from First Eagle's Global Value Team suggested that the U.S. market seems to be pricing a situation as if we were emerging from recession with a lot of growth ahead. On the other hand, he believes that the European markets are pricing a more complex reality. Indeed, the stock's X600's trading at 11.6 times forward earnings compared to 17.8 times for the U.S. S&P 500 only strengthens that argument. However, it's also intriguing to consider how sectors that benefit from higher interest rates like banks and financials might be trading at a discount relative to risks, thus having upside potential. Right, Linda. And it's worth noting that despite the highest EPS forecasts for European banks since 2008, their shares are still 70% below their 2007 peaks. This is largely due to the banking turmoil back in March. It's a clear example of how past financial crises can have long-lasting effects. So true, Mark. And in this uncertain climate, strategies like favoring defensive sectors such as healthcare and consumer staples make sense. As Aisha Akbar from Fidelity points out, the future looks challenging for European equities, with rates likely needing to stay restrictive for some time. And let's not forget the role of the weaker euro in this scenario. As McLennan pointed out, the weaker euro could potentially support the outlook for European equities, and by both their valuation and their currency valuation, they could perform better than U.S. equities over a period of time. It's a complex situation, but there's an exciting amount of potential. Story number three. According to two U.S. officials, CNN reports that the U.S. has secretly provided Ukraine with long-range ATACMS missiles. The decision to send the missiles quietly was made to surprise the Russians, who are aware of their range and could potentially move equipment out of reach. It is not clear when the missiles were provided. Ukrainian military officials have indicated that they used the ATACMS missiles to attack Russian airfields, but this has not been confirmed. The U.S. has previously sent weapons to Ukraine secretly, but typically announces significant weapons packages. The Pentagon has referred all questions about the ATACMS to the Ukrainian armed forces. Discussions about sending the missiles picked up last month and concerns about escalating the conflict have waned as Ukraine has not used other U.S.-provided weapons to attack Russian territory. Where in the world are we, Linda? It feels like a page out of a James Bond movie. The U.S. secretly supplying Attackums missiles to Ukraine. 
This isn't the first time we've seen covert weapons supporting conflicts, right? It's a practice as old as conflict itself. If we rewind back to the Cold War era, we see numerous instances of covert support. The US and the Soviet Union both supplied arms to various factions involved in proxy wars around the globe. Or take the Iran-Contra affair, where the US secretly sold arms to Iran and funneled the proceeds to support Contra rebels in Nicaragua. It's a recurring theme in international relations. Gotcha. So it's not a new playbook. Now, what's different this time around? Is it the surprise factor that's making waves? Well, Mark, the surprise factor indeed plays a role. The secrecy is aimed to catch the adversary off guard and disrupt their strategies. But we also need to consider that this is happening on the backdrop of an already volatile situation. Russia's actions in Ukraine have been heavily criticized, and this move by the U.S. can escalate tensions further. There's also the aspect of media's role in unveiling these secrets, and how it shapes public opinion back home. So it's a bit of a high-stakes poker game, huh? But what about the long-term effects? I mean, there must be some implications for diplomatic relations and regional stability. Absolutely. While these actions might provide immediate tactical advantages, they can strain diplomatic ties and possibly lead to retaliatory measures. It can also set precedents that might be used to justify similar actions in the future. As for regional stability, it's a delicate balance. On one hand, supporting a nation under attack can help deter further aggression. On the other hand, it can escalate the conflict and potentially destabilize the region. Wow, it's a real tightrope walk. I guess in these situations, it's crucial to weigh the potential benefits against the risks. But hey, it's sure to make for some interesting headlines in the coming days. Yes, it's a complex issue with no easy answers. But it's important for us to keep an eye on these developments and understand the broader implications. And as always, hope for a peaceful resolution. Story number four. Asian financial markets are preparing for the release of Chinese GDP figures, which will be a key indicator among other Chinese economic data. Wall Street closed slightly lower after strong U.S. retail sales data increased expectations of another Fed rate hike. The Middle East crisis intensified as Palestinian health authorities reported an Israeli airstrike on a hospital in Gaza just before President Biden's planned visit to Israel. U.S. bond yields surged to historic highs due to strong retail sales and upward revisions to U.S. growth forecasts. Meanwhile, China is expected to show a notable slowdown in growth in the July-September period. Country Garden, China's largest private property developer, is at risk of defaulting on its offshore debt, which could trigger one of China's biggest corporate debt restructurings. The U.S. dollar is strengthening against the yen and yuan, impacting Asia's two biggest currencies. Key developments to watch on Wednesday include China's GDP, retail sales, investment, unemployment, and industrial production data. According to Reuters, these events are expected to shape the financial landscape in the coming days. Have you seen the latest on the Asian financial markets, Linda? Chinese GDP figures are due Wednesday, and it seems like everyone's holding their breath. There's a lot of pressure riding on these numbers, especially in the face of strong U.S. retail sales data that's fueling expectations for another Fed rate hike. And let's not forget the Treasury bond yields hitting new historic peaks. The U.S. economy's booming while China, well, it's a different story. The contrast between the U.S. and China's economic situations is stark. The U.S. is seeing strong growth, with an annualized growth of 5.4% predicted for Q3, 
according to the Atlanta Fed's GDPNL model. Meanwhile, China's growth rate is expected to drop from 6.3% in Q2 to a 4.4% annual rate in Q3. This slowdown in growth is, uh, certainly concerning, especially considering China's significant role in the global economy. And when we look at the potential default of Country Garden, China's largest private property developer, things look even more worrying. A default there could set off a wave of corporate debt restructurings. The property sector has been a significant drag on growth, and it's causing some serious outflows from China's stocks, bonds, and currency. It's a tough spot to be in, no doubt. Right, Mark. The ripple effect from a potential default by Country Garden could be, um, severe. Not just for China, but for global markets. It's reminiscent of what we saw in 2007 with the U.S. housing market crash. The property sector can significantly impact a country's economy, and it's clear that the situation in China is precarious, to say the least. No kidding, Linda. And let's not forget about the geopolitical tensions in the Middle East. Reports of an Israeli airstrike on a hospital in Gaza killing hundreds right before President Biden's visit. It's like a storm's brewing on multiple fronts. All of this uncertainty, both at the economic and geopolitical level, is bound to cause some jitters in the markets. Yes, Mark. These are complex, interrelated issues that don't exist in a vacuum. The economic volatility in the U.S. and China, the geopolitical unrest and corporate defaults, all of these factors will influence investor behavior and could lead to significant shifts in the global markets. It's a delicate balance, and it's crucial to monitor these developments closely. Story number five. Russian President Vladimir Putin has arrived in Beijing for a multilateral summit hosted by Chinese leader Xi Jinping, as reported by The Guardian. The summit, focused on Xi's Belt and Road Initiative, is being attended by representatives from 130 countries. Putin's presence at the forum highlights the close relationship between Russia and China, even amid international isolation caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. While Russia has not officially signed up to the Belt and Road Initiative, Putin is a close ally of Xi's. The two leaders are expected to hold in-depth talks on the sidelines of the summit, with international and regional issues, including the Israel-Hamas war, likely to be discussed. China has been urged by the U.S. to use its influence to help de-escalate the conflict. Will you look at this, Linda? Putin and Jinping seem to be strengthening their ties, with Putin's visit to Beijing despite the international isolation following the Ukraine invasion. What do you make of this? Yes, Mark. It indeed is a significant shift. The invitation extended to Putin for the Belt and Road Initiative, BRI Summit, is certainly a major statement from China. It's like a clear signal of their close association with Russia, even if it comes at the cost of their goodwill with the West. Hmm, that's true. But this multipolar world that Putin and Jinping are promoting, this is basically an alternative to the U.S.-led international order, right? Well, yes, Mark. It's a concept that implies a world where multiple countries share power, rather than being dominated by a single or two superpowers. This is part of Xi's appeal to the attendees of the BRI Forum this week, and it's a concept that has gained traction, especially since the start of the war in Ukraine. And, uh, what about this... This idea that Russia is increasingly becoming the junior partner in this relationship? Is Moscow losing ground here? It's a bit complex, Mark. On one hand, Russia and China share a strong bond. But on the other hand, analysts do suggest that Russia is becoming the junior partner. The reason is primarily economic. China is Russia's largest trading partner with trade reaching a record $190 billion last year. So, 
In this sense, China holds more cards. I see. And what's their stance on the Israel-Hamas conflict? Seems like it's looming large over the summit. That's a critical point, Mark. Both China and Russia have called for peace in the conflict. While Russia has maintained good relations with Israeli and Palestinian authorities, China has traditionally supported the Palestinian cause. They both advocate for a two-state solution to the conflict. That's it for this morning. Have a great day and see you all tomorrow. Five at Eight is researched, written, and performed by artificial intelligence. For more information, visit botcaster.ai.